Sons of Swanee Sportscast back with you after a relaxing week off. Vic, how you doing, brother? Man, it feels good to be back in the lair, back back in the lab with you, getting back to it. It seems like so much has happened since we last spoke. It it's crazy to think only one week has gone by, but wow, we, we got some stuff to run through. Absolutely, got a lot of stuff to run through. This week's episode of the Sons of Swanee is brought to you by Ogles Roof Cleaning. Appreciate Steven and all the guys at Ogles. TJ, tell the people where they can find us in case they forgot during the hiatus. Yeah. In case you didn't know, now you know. Find us on Facebook. Find us on Twitter at Sons of Swanee. Download our podcast anywhere you get your podcast information. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Subscribe, rate, review. Let us know how we're doing. Let us know what we can do better. Let us know what we're doing good. And we'll talk about what we're doing good only. But, you know, we, we, we make some mistakes every now and then. So feel free to call us out if we need it. But sure. uh, that, we'll, that's how you get a hold of us if we need to get hold of. We love constructive criticism. We'll probably ignore it, but we love it. Yeah, bring we'll, it on. We'll, we'll we'll look at it and then uh you know move on. So while we were off, TJ, I was uh, battling a little bit of a stomach bug, and so normally I have a hard time sitting still. I feel like I'm not productive. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But I did take some time to watch some shows and stuff, and I've been watching. And I know it's older now; it's like a couple years old. But I've been watching The People versus OJ Simpson. Have you seen? Yeah, this? yeah. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb. A little hashtag analysis. Okay. I think OJ did it, man. Yeah, I, I, I yeah. After watching, I'm like, yeah. pretty sure he did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Even old Kardashian dad. Yeah, I think is sold on old OJ. Yeah, man. That's and a... he's the most sympathetic figure in the whole show to me. Is the Car- it, yeah. I never thought I said I would about say a Kardashian. A Kardashian is a sympathetic figure, and that's the first time that we ever heard of that name. And, and that is the first time we've ever mentioned the Kardashians, and hopefully the last on, on the Sons of Swans. Yeah. So I don't think we're gonna get any followers from talking Kardashian talk very much. No. Another thing I saw around town that I had to mention, and this is just, um, man, this is brave. I don't know if the word's brazen or very brave or optimistic. So I'm driving, coming out of CrossFit. Ooh, man, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jose and Maggie putting a hurting putting on that me work on you. And I'm falling behind Jeff Lee. I'm going to end up owing a lot of money. But that's another story. So I come out of the gym there, and I take a right. And between... Country Strong and the old, I would call it the old McAllister house because when I yeah. was young, the McAllisters yeah, lived there. That's what I, yeah, that's what I call it. Yeah. There is a for sale sign that says potential commercial property, and it is directly in front of the retention pond Oh dear. that is next to the house. Hmm. I mean, yeah, man. Yeah, well, and we know, and we know, Live Oak. Is, we know Live Oak is a sinkhole. If you're gonna, uh, <laughs> yeah, if you're gonna develop some commercial property in the retention pond, if it's Gonna be like a riverboat casino. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah like little, but I don't know what other commercial uh, a paddle, buildings a paddle boat resort maybe we're putting there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, shoot your shot. All they can do is not yeah. respond. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you sell it, it is a seller's market right now. Yes. By God. Yes. As someone who's recently bought property, it is. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it is all. It, it, it is all about what what you can sell. Yeah. Yeah, man, but I just, I rode by and I said, wait a minute, what? So I had to spin around and come back and be like, did you, I see you that? You did a double take? Well, and I had to make sure it wasn't my boy, Mac, friend of the program, Matt Campbell, who yes. was selling it. Yes. Because I couldn't have brought it up then, but it wasn't. Yeah. We're safe. Yeah. Because okay, I called good. Matt about it and I said, ooh, what do you think the price is on this thing, man? You know, hey, <laughs> might want to invest. Yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah, so anyway, interesting. Oh, and then last night, I don't know if you saw this. Did you see? Another shocker. We think OJ did it. We're developing commercial real estate, you know, on a retention pond. Uh-huh. There's only one other thing, well, three other things that are certainty in this world. Death, taxes, and Rush Probst is going to cheat at high school football. Did you see uh-uh, this? Uh-uh, no. Okay, so Fill you know who Rush, Rush Probst is, right? Yeah, yeah. Former head coach at Hoover on yeah. two-a-days. Yeah, and yeah. Then went to Colquitt County, yeah. won some state titles, but also got ran out of town for yeah. potential stuff. So he gets hired at Valdosta, Valdosta High School, the winningest Program. I don't know if it's them or Lowndes, one of them. Winning this program in national history for high mm-hmm. school football. Wintersville, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so last year, Valdosta's school board, in a much maligned, very controversial decision, fired Alan Rodemaker. After he went 10-3, and three, by the way. He won a state title, went like 10-3, and three, and gets fired. Hmm. Win a state title one year, go 10-3 and three the next, you're fired. Whatever, man. <laughs> so they fire Alan Rodemaker. So he sues for wrongful termination. Was part and in the meantime they hire Rush Probst, which what could, what could go wrong, yeah, right? Yeah, and so in as part of his lawsuit, they have to do a deposition, and in this deposition, someone from up there, I think the 
the head of basically the head of their quarterback club, their booster club, lays out some pretty substantial recruiting violations and allegations like we were paying some rent for some players. Oh, boy. Using some school money for personal benefit. Dropping bags. I mean, who could have seen it coming with Russ Yeah, Rose? yeah. And so now Valdosta get, gets whatever they want. And I put it on – I commented on Facebook on one of the things somewhere because now Alan Rodemaker is the defensive coordinator at Colquitt County, which is Moultrie. So I said, somewhere in Moultrie, Georgia, Alan Rodemaker is smoking a cigar and having a nice chuckle about, <laughs> about what's going on in Valdosta. He just, you know, just lit the fuse and just slowly walked away, basically. I mean, it's like – but somebody else will hire this guy. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's selling your soul, you know. All in the, in the name, of, name winning. of winning high school football games. Incredible. Which I want to win. Don't get me wrong. I want to win as bad as anybody. But you don't – when you hire Rush Probst – you don't get to play the we're here to build men of character card. Yeah, no, 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 no. You're a mercenary. No. You are naming what you are. I mean, as someone who has been quoted as wanting Florida State to, quote, unquote, drop, drop bags. bags. Yes. You, that's I who mean, should that, hire that, Rush Probst. Yeah. Florida State. Bag dropper. <laughs> recruiting, recruiting coordinator. The thing is, <laughs> if you cheat this much, why are you so bad at it? You really – how are you Rush Probst going to get fired at Colquitt for whatever – and then go to Valdosta. You have that much You think much you would learn arrogance. from your mistakes? Yeah, just like, nah, screw it. I'm doing it again. No, we're going for it, buddy. I mean, it's like, what? Just maybe Send take, it. A, take just a year said, off. Yeah. A year off from it. Just like, let's just... And you cheated. I don't know if you cheated. Listen, all alleged could come back. He's totally innocent. <laughs> but you did all that and went seven and five. I mean, whatever, man. All that for just barely over 500 record. Yeah, yeah it is what it is. Whatever. Who cares? It's Valdosta. Yeah, there are no dogs. It, it, it's not us. No, so, yeah. Coach Hall would never. No, no, we would not allow Coach Hall. He is pure as the driven snow. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so, what's going on in the world of the Swan- Sons of Swanee today, TJ? Well, I guess we're going to talk a little bit about some softball, baseball. We got a little bit of a flag football update, mm-hmm. and let's not bury the lead. State champions in girls weightlifting, and that will be our interviewees this week. So the we, champs, the we're champs in the house. are in town. We revealed the secret layer location. We dropped the geo pin. They showed up. They didn't have the rings on or nothing like that yet. We haven't quite gotten that far, but they were our interviewee this week um, with uh, Coach Chier. So they will be the interview this week. And man, we, great mm. great day to be a dog. I'd say that's right. Yeah. So we hadn't talked about it, man. But congratulations to the Swanee girls weightlifting team. The first girls team title in Swanee history along with the first team title of any kind since 2001 so it was a great day um, a couple weeks ago in the Swanee High Gym um, eked out a, I won't say eked out a win but it was close really it was close. closer than what we kind yeah. of thought at first and Swanee um, wins over Alpha Alpha came in as the runner-up I believe and yep. so um, yeah man it was a really good day Maddie Marcy was your individual state champ Tyra Callendike Took second. Sophia Baldwin and Maddie Cart both came in third, I believe, TJ. Am I correct on that? Maddie Cart came in third. Maddie Cart yep. came in third and, and I, Sophia yeah, Baldwin, yep. correct? Yep. And then we had, um, I think, a fourth from... Ashlyn Henry finished fourth. Ashlyn yep. Henry, yep. And did Carson Fryer, yeah, Carson fourth, Fryer finished fourth as well, yeah. So a lot yep. of top fives, which was really good. A lot of girls hitting their PRs. And Swanee comes in. What were the final totals, TJ? So we got first overall with 26 points. Alpha was second with 21 Union County had 19, and then they kind of dip off from there. Tapered off, but but yeah, Yeah. that was that was the the heavy hitters of the competition. So 26, 21, 19 were the top three. And you'll hear some more about that um, later in the in the show, as TJ said in our interview. So we don't want to talk too much about it, but uh, really enjoyed talking to the girls we had with us. Maddie Marcy, uh, Maddie Cart was here, Ashlyn Henry, and Tyra Callendike. So enjoyed having along with Coach Shear. Along with Coach Shear. And um, you'll hear more from them later. But, again, congratulations to the Lady Dogs. And, man, they bring back a ton next year. So we'll probably hopefully be sitting here again next year having the same talk. Yeah, like, like you said, we don't want to give away too much of an interview. But one of the things we asked, they said, okay, well, now, now that we're done with this year, well, what, what's on to next year? And, I mean, all, all the girls right away were like, hey, bring it home the gold. You know, individually, uh, as a team, like we're, we're here to come for it all, basically. So elsewhere in the world of uh, Bulldog sports, we the baseball season has started, and we haven't had a chance to talk since they started. But uh, I know you made it out to a game, and I made it out to a couple, and uh, really like what we see from the dogs so far. Yeah, was able to make it to the opening night for the softball game, but also baseball was in action that night as well versus Madison. 
And so it was kind of bouncing back and forth between the, the two different fields. And, you know, that I think that's one thing that's really cool about Swanee. It's maybe not unique for Swanee. I'm sure other schools have that. But just to have so much action going on right there next to each other. You know, you're there to watch softball and baseball, but you feel like you're at a tennis match because you can go left, right, left, right, right based upon, like, what, what is making the most noise at that particular moment in time. But it's it's great to have it back, just to hear the, the snapping of the gloves, to hear the, you know the bats ringing. It was nice to be back, and sure enough, they came out 10-0 over Madison that night. And the baseball team is off to a three and zero start oh, so far. They're rolling, yeah. I mean, and I was at the preseason classic, and in the preseason they scored in both games against Ridgeview and against Trenton. In the first inning, they scored eleven runs or twelve runs. Put on the bed right away. Both, I mean, it's yeah. like good lord. Okay, at some point we're going to not score double digits in the first inning. But I tell you what I like about this team, and it's different from any team Swanee has had in a long time, is that these guys can really, really run. We're not normally known as a team with great team speed, but mm. this year we have it, and it's up and down the lineup. Uh, you know, Peyton Waters can really run. Tyson Green can really run. Uh, the Palmers, obviously, really good runners. But I've been surprised even watching some of the other guys. I mean, the Matthew Gills, Easton Kirby, I mean, he's playing catcher, but he's he's a good athlete. Uh, and then Camden Fryer, who came up uh, from JV. Well, actually, I shouldn't say he came up from JV. He just didn't play game one, but he started ever since in right field for the Dogs. But he's a freshman. and he, I mean, we all know we talked about him we see what he can a do lot in football, football field, season. Yeah. Well, that, that speed that he had in football translates onto the baseball field. So you're talking about six or seven guys in your starting nine who put a lot of pressure on the defense. And just watching them the little bit I have, I don't know who we are yet because I don't – it's hard to tell. I, I know that we've played some teams who aren't very good. Right. But I don't know how good Madison's going to end up being. You know, I don't know if Bradford's very good. It's hard to find, like, a baseline for but we're, what, what to expect. Well, we're diming everybody. I mean, oh, we're yeah, beating everyone by ten runs right now. Yeah. So are we just that good? Have we not hit, you know, better competition yet? Time will tell. But this team, I like, I like the makeup of the team. I like how they're constructed. And we talked about it a little bit, the, the depth, but not really. Because everybody can play, and we have, we I was talking I think Alan Bonds about this. You know, we have four shortstops playing on the infield. Oh yeah. When when Hunter Corbin's on the mound, you got Peyton Waters at third who could play short. Ryan Leaves at short and looked really good. Tyson Green and Josh Fernald. Well, all those guys could be a shortstop. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying for a lot of teams. And so you're really really athletic, and they seem like they like to have a lot of fun. Now that can go a couple different ways because you get out there and. And you watch them, and they're they're having fun, and they're that team that you talked about. Yeah, you like seeing, you know, that yeah. kind of San Diego Padre type team. So you got to be careful because that can ride the line between being a fun, energetic group and being kind of sportsmanlike, maybe douchebaggy. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah. saying. So yeah. you kind of got to make sure that you're staying on the right side of that and not getting too much of the rah rah. Make it, you know, yeah, not what it's meant to be. Um, the enthusiasm's great. That's all good stuff, and I like that. And you want that, but you also have to be careful to keep that where it should be or at the level it should be, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think as long as you're directing it more towards your team and encouraging and stuff like that instead of mocking right. or you know intimidating or any, any kind of words like that that you can use for the other team, you're not really crossing the line. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think you're okay with it. And like I said a couple of weeks ago, hey, if you don't like it, stop it kind of thing. So I well, do, I I do mean, have that a little bit yeah. of a mindset too. But, yeah, as long as you're encouraging your team and, and hyping them up and, you know, gassing them up however they need to get ready to go, I, I'm okay with it. Yeah, and I think, you know, and I've I've said in the past, I'm more of the get-off-your-lawn traditional guy when it comes to baseball and stuff like that. I don't like getting to second base and doing some – Shooting arrows Yeah, and I mean, all I that. just think yeah. – act like you've been there before. But – that's kind of part of the game now, and I get it. And, again, it's not meant to show – as long as you're not showing up the other team or letting it become a bigger part of the game than it needs to be and taking the focus off what right. your mission is, right. then I think it's all good stuff. And so far, the game I watched, that wasn't an issue. It was it was that, you know, hey, let's go. And It's just and passion and emotion. Be, that, and, exactly, know, yeah. which is way better not than the Not choreographed nonsense. Well, that, I mean, that's, yeah. you would much rather have that than the alternative. You don't want to try to get the enthusiasm yeah. out of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I've seen You'd rather have someone try to dial it back than, than turn it up. Yeah. I mean, I've seen dugouts that are dead, and you can tell they're dead, and mm-hmm. nobody and wants what? to be yeah, here. Exactly. And so you want to have that. And just having watched them, you know, it's a it's a good group, and it's a group that I'm looking forward to seeing. Now, they've got to get tested on the mound. we got to see what we've got on the mound. For sure. Um, you know, I think we're going to be fine. I think we're going to be okay. 
but not this week but next. I think when we get into the Georgia Border War, that'll kind of tell us a little bit more about it and we get some of these Tallahassee schools to come over and, and see some bigger schools. I think that'll tell us a little bit more about the Bulldogs. Yeah, and I, going back to the one game I was able to go to, it was the Madison game, and I didn't have the roster in front of me, so I, you know, I didn't know which number was which player. I know we, got, of course, got a chance to talk with Coach Bruce, and he kind of broke everything down, but not having a roster in front of you, it kind of, you know, especially with it being mm-hmm. a season opener, you, you kind of need that to go by. But I text you, I was just like, dude, we got some ball players. Just like yeah. looking at the, the general makeup of like how they look, it's like, yeah, we just got ball players. Yeah, they look the part. They definitely look the part, just and, across the board. And I thought Madison, when I watched them, I watched them in the preseason class against Hamilton, you know, they look pretty good. So I don't think Madison's just a team that you're just going to roll over. Now, that game was close for a while. It was, yeah. We got put in a bad spot right away, but yeah. we pitched our way out of it. I think the bases were loaded or close to it. And yeah. we had to get a couple outs in, in a, a you know crucial situation, if you will. But, yeah, I mean, got got some pressure outs in, in, a, in a clutch situation. And at the end of the day, you see the 10-0 score, you don't think much of it. But if no, you got a just, chance to watch a little bit of the game, right. you know, hey, there, there were some moments early in the game that we were tested in and we had to prove ourselves. Well, well, we got into the bullpen, and we ended up scoring eight runs in the sixth inning. So, I mean, you, you're going into the last two innings of the game, and it's two to nothing. And we were just able to come and score eight runs there at the end. And so, you know, that's a that's a good thing. You want to do that, and you want to be able to put people away when you get in their bullpen and kind of step on their throat, if you will. But, um, yeah, man, it's, it's been impressive so far. But I certainly am looking forward to seeing us get tested and see how we respond because I think we're going to respond well. Yeah, It seems to be a pretty mature group. And, again, we just kind of have to see as the season goes along. And I think if we had a chance to talk with Coach Bruce right now, I think he you know, he loves the, 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 the victories, the guys coming up and performing at the end of the day. That's what you got to do. You got to show up and you got to beat a team across from you. But I think he would be itching to kind of know, okay, I think I have a good team. We have definitely have handled our business so far, but let's get into a really good stretch of games and see how we come out then. How you know? How do we respond in certain situations? And I think Coach Bruce and the players as well—they're excited for the challenge and and they're ready to have that happen. And so, looking forward to the boys. Well, I just had it pulled up, TJ, and of course now my computer's gonna. No, I got you. Does. Yeah, so you we'll, we'll have a this week. we'll have a, by the time that we talk to you next, there will be two games that go on. We'll have a home game versus West Nassau this Friday, the twenty-sixth, and then we are at Lafayette Tuesday, March second. Okay. So hopefully we'll be recording on Wednesday where we can kind of give you an update on that and kind of go through the week again after that. But got a couple games here coming up and. We'll, we'll see what happens. Well, I will not be at the Tuesday game at Mayo because that night I will be watching the Mercer Bears take on the Florida State Seminoles in Tallahassee, Florida, proudly wearing my orange and black, baby. By the way, speaking of uh, – I've been meaning to bring this up on a Uh-oh. couple of different fronts for Mercer. So the Florida State-Florida game that uh-huh. was scheduled for Jacksonville has already been cut uh-huh. because of Jacksonville. Did you see who Florida picked up as a new opponent? Mercer's going March 30th, baby. Yeah, Mercer. Mercer's going down there, too. And so... I'm going to find me some tickets to that one. So a little nugget for for the the loyal followers that have listened to us for a while. When we did football season, Mm -hmm. we were talking about... What what was the name? The the All-State, and you were trying to make me name... Former Swanee players that oh, had made yeah, all the state. Oh yeah, the Super Twelve, and out of nowhere, I just you know had a, a terrible slip up and just screamed Alex, Alex Brown. Alex Brown, yes, you did. Fun fact for you, I don't know if you looked it up. I Alex Brown's son is a Mercer Bear. Yes, baseball. he is. Yeah. Antonio Brown. Yeah, so uh, is a freshman at Mercer University. He sure so is. it all comes full circle with Sons of Swanee, Mercer, and our, and our teams. Well, I'm gonna. I mean, I'm giving this away, but did you know in the last? I want to say it's the ten years. So don't quote me 100 percent on this. I could be slandering someone. But in the past 10 years, in Division One baseball, there are four teams who have won 35 games or more each year in the last 10 years. And those four are Florida State, Vanderbilt, LSU, and Mercer. The Mercer University. How yeah. about that? Good for you. Yes, sir. Coach Gibson's got it going on, man. But I am looking forward to going over and watching the Bears and the Seminoles tangle next Tuesday night. And that'll be that will conclude our Mercer talk for the week, as I know everybody is very very interested. Yeah, I I love hearing the little Mercer updates every now and then. Hopefully, we can maybe go over there together for the Florida game. Yes, uh, I'm, I'm not gonna go to the Florida State Mercer game, but I will definitely be interested in going to the Florida Mercer game if at all possible. Saw your new field; it looks really really good. Yeah. Enjoyed what happened on it as yeah. well this weekend. Yeah, we can get into that a little bit later because <laughs> we're, we're we're trampling over some swine sports, you know, before we no, get we are, we, we before are. we get to our our stuff. But yeah, that that's kind of uh, been grinding my gears, if if you if you will. I hear yeah, you. I it hear was a beautiful you. bar park ballpark though. Yes. It uh, is. So 
just kind of wrapping up with baseball, like we said, we've got a couple games coming up this next week, and we'll, we'll get you the results of that. Softball, they're a little bit on the – they're struggling a little bit on, on the field, just trying to put it together. But uh, coaching staff that's just brand new, and they're trying to figure out the girls and what's going to work best for them to move forward. They've had some pretty tough competition, I think, that the home opener versus Dixie – that, that girl that was pitching for Dixie, I'm mm-hmm. not sure what her name was, she's going to shut a lot of rosters down. Well, and that's what you need in softball. you got to have a pitch. If you have a pitch, you, you have can beat one. everybody. Yeah. I mean, you can be in every game. And we haven't had that in a really long time. I would venture to say we haven't had a dominant. Now, we've had good pitching, don't get me wrong. But I don't know that we've had that dominant arm since maybe Dale Townsend mm-hmm. way back when. Yeah, and, it's been a while. You know, and then when Dale was pitching, we weren't great offensively. And so now we've had some teams that are really good offensively. Now, I will say the year we made a run to the Final Four, Audrey Bryant caught fire in the playoffs. And that's a big part of it, too. It is. It is. But, you know, I don't know if we have that right now. Um, or I don't believe we do. But I do know we have a couple girls at the middle school who have some potential to be that. And so hopefully it is. Um, now, we started swinging the bat a little bit better last game, it yep. looked like. And we do play – the Lady Dogs will be in action tomorrow night against yep, versus Union County, and that'll and be at then, home. Uh, from what I've seen, we also uh, have a game on Friday, Friday at Bell. Yeah, and that's away. Yep, yes. and then we also have a Tuesday, March 3rd matchup at Atlantic Coast as well. Yeah. So we, we try to give you the schedule laid out based upon us trying to record on Wednesdays more times than not. Right. So that's how we kind of recap what's what's just recently happened and look forward until the next time that we get a chance to talk and you know recap again. So we've got three, ma- three games coming up here where – Hopefully we can start trying to figure some stuff out. But, I mean, it's early in the season. It's no it's no harm in losing to some of these teams that we've had. I mean, Union County's always had a very good team more yes. times than not. Uh, like I said, Dixie County, they, they had a, a very good pitcher that, he, I mean, they only scored four runs. And it was actually because of a couple throwing errors uh, kind of more towards the end of the game. So it was almost like we were on the other end of what you referenced with the Madison County baseball game mm-hmm. where we're winning 2-0 and at the end we kind of get, get a chance to get into the bullpen and, and break it open a little bit. Same thing kind of with the, the Dixie County game, but we were on the wrong end of it. That it was a close game, it was really hard fought, and then just a couple errors in the field ended up leading to a couple runs and a 4-0 game is, is your final outcome. Yeah, and as we move forward, um, we'll look forward to watching the Lady Dogs a little bit more. And same thing, it's hard to tell things about teams early in the season because you want to see that growth throughout the year when I talk about talking about baseball and softball. And so we'll see how the Lady Dogs perform. They have a tough schedule coming up. I know they play Trinity Christian after that and West Nassau, traditionally power squads. And so we will certainly see. But something we've kind of been neglecting, TJ, and we shouldn't have been neglecting, but we have. But uh, Swanee Wrestling is in the postseason now. And right before the postseason, right before the district tournament, they went to Lake City and defeated Columbia. Never a bad time to beat those guys. Never bad. Um, And what they call the Battle of the Paddle, I like it. Uh, score was 47 to 30, and so that left our dual meet record this year at 30 and 13. And for those who don't know, dual meet is just school against school, meaning Swanee against wrestling against another team rather than a tournament format. Now, there are some tournaments that are dual meet tournaments, but those also count right. in your dual meet record. So we finished 30 and 13 in that. Uh, districts were last week. We took fourth place overall, but all 10 of our wrestlers did advance to regionals. Uh, two of our wrestlers, Tyson Musgrove in the 138 weight class, I don't think the boys will mind us saying their weight class to you. I think we'll get in less trouble. Tyson Musgrove in the 138 weight class and Austin Howard in the 152 won district titles. Uh, Both of them are underclassmen, so they'll be coming back next year. And so this week they will be at regionals this Friday and Saturday and then trying to qualify for the state championships, which will be held on March 5th and 6th. And so certainly wish our – wrestlers the best of luck as they head to regionals this weekend yeah we've been neglected in mentioning that so that's why i said kind of earlier in the episode hey if we're if we're leaving something off if if you guys you know have any suggestions for us please let us know yeah i mean we have hundreds of thousands of listeners you would have thought someone someone would have caught this by now I yeah don't get it yeah but uh that's okay so kind of Fast forwarding here to a different sport, flag football. Mm-hmm. The schedule was released recently, and actually their first game is set for next week. It will be at Baker on March 3rd, and the first home game will also be that same week. It will be Friday, March 5th, versus Mandarin. So oh, nice. we're going to have Coach Huffy on hopefully next week yep. as our interview guest and kind of get a rundown of a, a preview like we do with every other sport. Mm-hmm. And this is a relatively new sport for Swanee, but it I is. think it's it's – Quickly growing. Oh yeah, it's very popular. It's quickly growing in the state of Florida. It's the fastest growing uh, girl sport in the state of Florida, I believe. And so I think they go down this weekend to Tampa to the Buccaneers facility. Yeah. To have their preseason. And they did that last year too. They did. I believe, yeah. They did. 
And so we will certainly uh, look forward to talking to Coach Ricky Hufty about that next week. And then, they, as TJ said, they'll get into the regular season. They go to Baker to take on Brock Canada, former Swanee defensive coordinator. Mm. Brock Canada, now mm. the head coach of the Baker County. It doesn't matter squad. if it's if it's flag football, uh, just regular football in fall. When Baker and Swanee cross, there, there's yeah. going to be some there's going to be some uh, some bad blood. That's right. Yes, especially when Coach Canada. I've I've even heard rumors that maybe he doesn't like when he. I think he's kind of a sore loser. Like, I think Coach Frank Allen tried to give him a hug after the game in the regular season, football, and uh-huh. Wasn't got happening. blown off. I mean, God bless. You know? I don't mind it. Oh, man. I yeah. don't mind it. I, I like being a little petty in my life. So, hopefully, I mean, I hope that next Friday we're talking about how he wouldn't co- hug Coach Husty after <laughs> yeah, the game. I mean, hey, just no yeah. hugs all around. No. has nothing to do with COVID, just no hugs because exactly right. he keeps taking L's. But, no, really, look, I am. I'm looking forward to watching uh, flag football because they had started off last year, and it's a fun sport to watch. So, if you get an opportunity, I would encourage everyone to go out Definitely. to Langford and check out the girls because this is – it's an exciting brand of football for sure. And we, we talked about it during the regular season with actual football when we had Coach Hall on as a, as a football preview. Part of what we did for the football preview was run through the coaching staff. And when we got to Coach Hufty, we talked about just how high energy he is and how motivated and excited he is more times than not. I couldn't think of a better coach to jumpstart a program especially like in a relatively new sport like flag football is for not only us but the whole state of Florida, like you mentioned. So I, I think we're in great hands. So come out there, watch our girls, watch Coach Hufty, and just be entertained really more than anything because, I mean, yeah. it's it's fun. Well, and Ricky, Coach Hufty, he has experience because he was the head coach at Godby High School in Tallahassee for several yep. years and helps run the Capital City Classic Tournament. So he's got a lot of knowledge, and like you said, nobody better to start this program at Swanee, and I'm glad we have it because it's – Really exciting for the girls. I think they really enjoy it. Well, we talked about our dog baseball and how we are aligned with the Swanee baseball. Mm-hmm. However, just like anything else, when it comes down to it on Saturdays, or we're, we're not getting along with a lot of things. So, <laughs> so we have now entered the baseball season for Florida State and for Florida. Yes, sir. You guys open up the season versus uh, North UNF. Florida, mm-hmm. and then we opened the season. Both of us opened at home, and you guys were uh, with versus North Florida, and we had – the hated Miami Hurricanes come to town and two yeah. one uh, for for you guys in favor mm-hmm. and two one not in our favor for Miami. Well, I'll say this: I would not be concerned if I was Florida because yeah. I watched. I didn't get to watch any of the games, but I watched the highlights of the games, like the long form highlights. You know, the ten minute. Yeah, like clip, no commercial breaks. Yeah, yeah, put it together really quick. And the arms that Florida runs out is ridiculous. I mean, when you're talking about Tommy Mace, Jack Leftwich, Hunter Barco, one, two, three. Hunter Barco's the Friday night guy for most teams. You know and, what I'm saying? And you would have thought going into this year, actually, let's back it up a little bit. If you would have thought having a regular season last year, Mace and Leftwich are gone. So going right. into this year, Barco would have been the Friday starter. That right. was, the, I mean, even like Sullivan has uh, our manager Kevin Sullivan. Like he's had interviews where he's like, "Yeah, I mean, this abbreviated season and only having five rounds in the MLB draft this past year really created a logjam, like we've talked about right. uh, numerous times for scholarship numbers, but really on the top end of the rotation for Florida specifically, as far as like, yeah, we thought Mason Leftwich would be three years guys and say thank you for your service and go on and get paid for playing baseball now, but. Here they are coming back for their senior year, and Barco is still in the Sunday spot. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're right, Hunter. I do think the arms that we have are are more than capable. But unfortunately, I think that's where we lost the game, uh, where to, where we lost the two games because it certainly wasn't our offense's fault. I think we just gave up way too many free passes, just way too many walks, a uh, couple hit batters as well, just really untimely things. Come out and win the first game on Friday night. Tommy Mace looked great at first. Yeah. Night. And then we got to the bullpen. And this so this is what I found interesting about how Coach Sullivan did it Friday to Saturday night. On Friday night, we kind of have a pretty good lead, and we have Ben Speck come in. Or I'm sorry, excuse me, uh, Alley Man come in. And he kind of gives up some hits, gives up some walks, and puts us kind of in a bad spot. And then we, we switch over. And we get the game closed out. So the final score ended up being a lot closer than what the game ended up being. So going to Saturday, we kind of end up doing the same thing. And so he goes back to Alley Men to say, hey, go ahead and close this game out because he didn't really trust Ben Speck to do what he needed to do. And Alley Men ended up walking like five guys in a row. Mm-hmm. And it, and I, I was talking about this earlier with a, a coworker of mine. I, the only way I can think about it is 
when John Calipari, the Kentucky basketball coach, he has such a supremely talented roster each year that it seems like there's a couple games each year where he goes, you know what, I'm not really going to coach much. I'm going to let the talent just play itself, play itself out and see how this goes. Mm -hmm. And I do think Sully a little bit on Saturday said, hey, guys, work yourself out of this situation. And so I don't think in any other situation, if, if I mean, if we're going home, if we lose that game, oh, there's yeah. no, no there's no, no, no way Ali Man stays in it as long as he does. So long story short, all that to say, Miami ends up tying the ball game in the ninth inning. We go to extra innings, and they end up uh, eventually beating us, I think, in the 12th or 13th inning where yeah. they got two runs. We put a run on the board in the bottom half of the inning, but ended up getting out in that final little bit. So a, a really close game, but I do think it was just – and Sully is known to do that as well. Like I, I referenced Calipari doing that. Sully will do that too a lot of times. And I think it's really more midweek games than anything else where he's just like, I'm playing a bunch of young guys and you all figure it out because you're going to be the next wave of talent that comes through here. More times than not, on weekend sets, I don't see him do that quite as much, but – there was a, definitely a lot of Twitter hate coming his way because of that. But it's like, guys, look, Miami's going to do that to a lot of teams. That's a very good hitting ball club. I mm -hmm. thought them being ranked 21 going into the year was extremely low. Uh, and I've clearly going into, my, uh, going into Florida and being a number one team two times, two times out of three, that I think that helped prove their point. But that the, the arm talent is definitely there. The offense looks great for us. I, just top to bottom, there's not going to be an easy out for us more times than not. And – we're going to figure it out, but it, nonetheless, it did hurt to lose 2-3, to three, especially Miami. You don't ever want to lose to Miami. And just to have the new, new ballpark for it to be Miami. Going into this year, I mean, I didn't say it plain as day, but I thought, hey, if we lose the series, I will be surprised. Yeah. And now here we are one series into the season, and we dropped two out of three. But, again, I, I think Miami is a great ball club. They are. They're and, really, really good. And I, I think they're going to do that to a lot of teams. But I think just the free passes and un uncharacteristic errors, too. I mean, I know we're really early into the year, too, but just errors. And, and it's funny, man. You look at our infield. Our corner infielders were pitchers. They, mm -hmm. Kirby McMullen, our third baseman, <laughs> and our starting first baseman, Chris Armstrong. They, they came to Florida to pitch. I mean, even the five-hole the, the five guy that we got, um, oh, my gosh, I'm drawing a blank now. Butler. Jordan Butler, yeah. Jordan Butler. He came as a lefty, as a specialist lefty for, for pitching only. And now here he is as a DH that we just can't get off the lineup because he's just raking everywhere. I mean, same thing with Armstrong. But there's a couple errors that Armstrong just on very routine plays where all he's got to do is just squeeze his glove close and the ball is, you know, the ball's in his glove. <laughs> That's actually how we ended up losing a Saturday game. He ended up giving up an error where they had a couple more batters in extra innings and they pushed that second run across and whatever ended up being the 12th or 13th inning where then in the bottom half of the inning, like I said, we get one run, but we need to get two to, you know, mm -hmm. to continue the game. And unfortunately, we didn't get that second run. So, I mean, you look back at it and say, hey, if Chris Armstrong just closes his glove, the, the, he didn't beat the throw, but he, he just dropped it, unfortunately. So uh, the, the walks and the uncharacteristic errors, again, we're only actually four games into the year because we played UNF last night, and we got the 9-6 victory over them. We're actually playing them again tonight here in Gainesville as well. So, you know, it's very early in the season, but that's already got to drive Sully crazy. I mean, well, he, he's so meticulous about how he wants things done. A couple things that I'll mention that you brought up. Number one, what would you say the guys was the closer? Uh, we have we're trying to figure Al out Alamon. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So He's that's a six what foot I read. Six, yeah, yeah. yeah. When you Massive said guy. when you said that Sully didn't pull him. No, I read that Sully Sully was quoted as saying, "No, he left him out there because that's going to be his job. Mm -hmm. He's mm -hmm. got to figure out mm -hmm. a way to get out of that." You know yeah. what I'm saying? So he, that was a conscious decision. Yeah. On O'Sullivan's part. Um, the other part is, you talk about how deep the pitching staff is, and I listened to a great interview that Mike Martin Jr. did with Jeff Cameron in Tallahassee last week. Everybody is going to have a ton of good arms this year. Especially this year, yeah. And you have to be prepared, and you, you're going to have to give these guys opportunities because you don't know what could happen with COVID. But Mike Martin, a quote that he had in that, or something that he had talked about in that interview that I found interesting, is they have told their pitchers, you better not be holding anything back. We want, when, you, you, when you're out there, if you're pacing – we're going to come get you. Yeah. Like, because we have so many guys. Absolutely. I mean, he named 14 guys they have. So if you're out there and you can throw 95 and we see you working at 90, 91, I'm going to come get you because, mm -hmm. you know, we're, we're, we want you, you got going all out right now. And when and you got the depth, go, go ahead and, uh, but, you know, use it. And what's been surprising over the weekend, and I think it was across college baseball, as you always say in February, especially as cold as it is, that the pitching's always ahead of the hitting. 
But the numbers this weekend didn't bear that out. There was a lot of offense. And really, the Florida State pitching staff is not as vaunted as Florida's, but it's very, very good. And they had a ton of walks. I think they walked something like 22 guys in three games. That's embarrassing. I mean, you know, it was just crazy. And infield defense was a problem for Florida State last year. And I think they hopefully cleaned some of that up. But they had some of the same stuff. But I watched, like I said, those highlights. You saw a few boots. Even against Barco, they hit Barco around. Yeah, they, got, they touched them up a little bit. There were a few of those balls that they hit. And they hit them well, but they were right at people and just didn't make a play. Yeah. And there was a line drive that could have got him out of an yeah. inning. Another line drive on a shift that they, they kind of short-hopped the second baseman. Yeah. And so I think you're going to see that across the board this year in college baseball is the depth of pitching. And it's probably going to get better as the year goes on with how much, how many guys r- get run out there who are top-quality arms. Plus, there's just so many good arms now. You know, you think about 10 years ago, if a guy was throwing 95, that was just considered unreal. Now it's like every guy out of the bullpen. Every, yeah, every dude's coming out. Is, it's just insanity. And so, yeah, it'll be fun to watch. Florida State dropped their opener against UNF, which I don't know, you know, just is what it is. Parker Messick didn't throw real well, and he was really good last year. But come back and have a good offensive day on Sunday and win a doubleheader. And now they are going to host Pitt this weekend before the Mighty Bears come to town. Mercer did not give up a run on opening weekend. Went 3-0 and against Jackson State. Didn't give up a run, TJ. No big deal. Yeah. Now they are down I guess they've now. gotten better pitching since you left, huh? They have. Oh, I swear to God, I'll tell Coach Gibson this Tuesday night if I see him. Thank God I came along when I did because I wouldn't get recruited anymore, I swear. Now, Mercer's actually in action right now against Georgia Tech. We were getting beat 5 to nothing, so we did oh, finally give, give up some, some runs. runs there. Yeah, we were supposed to play North Alabama, got canceled because of COVID, and now we – so that's why we took How over. is uh, Florida State softball looking? You got any updates for that? Florida State softball? Yeah. They're okay. They were 7-2, and two, and then I think they lost 2 of 3 to Virginia Tech, so 8-4 and four or so. Yeah. I don't think what they are, what they have. And, yeah, Mercer's down 7-2 to two right now. So you guys State. actually already started a little bit of ACC play then, huh? Yes, I believe softball okay. has. Okay. Yes. So, See, actually, we haven't started yet. Florida hasn't. I don't know. It's just it seems a little weird. Like we had a Georgia Southern series. We had an invitational that we just recently played in. So I think so far Florida hasn't dropped one yet. We've had a couple close ones. Had a couple walk offs so far. But really, I mean, we've only faced like USF, Jacksonville University. So haven't really gotten to the the meat and potatoes of the actual schedule just just yet. But nonetheless, off to a good start for the Fighting Tim Waltons, the, the Lady Gators. Is he going to high-five all the opposing players this year? Or nah, we ain't no, man, that. we ain't high-fiving nobody. The Fagan sisters yeah, coming yeah. back to town. <laughs> uh, that, that was a crazy scandal. Yeah, if you guys don't know, just Google search Tim Walton and uh, Auburn, Auburn, Auburn softball. softball. Yeah, Yes. Yeah, that was, a, that, was a, hey, that was a fun one. Pitchers and catchers reported this weekend. So P's luckily, and C's, baby. Luckily for, well, no, everybody. That was full squad. Yeah, that's, that yeah, was last yeah. week. That, yeah, see, that's what so, happened. We sat down in the front and we've had so much happen since we last talked. It's crazy that only a week happened, but here we are. Just trying to play catch up. Lucky for Tim Riley, he'll get to hear about the Braves pretty soon. I know yeah, that's excited. right. Waiting for it. And speaking of pitchers and catchers reporting for Major League duty, we hopefully will have Sam McMillan coming up sometime soon. We I've, are. I've been We're talking try with to get them. Sammy Mack. So we we got Coach Hufty next week for sure. We probably will have Sam McMillan that next week, and then also uh, maybe switching gears a little bit to women's soccer. We're gonna have a fellow 2010 graduate that graduated with me from Swanee High School, Austin O'Connor join us who is the women's uh, for for Marshall the thundering herd he's on with the women's soccer team where he's backline defense and goalkeeping coach and also recruiting coordinator so going to talk to him about what it's like to be in college sports and just what a year to be brought into college yeah, sports no and try to understand what what the protocols are and how, how to learn everything on the fly. Yeah, and well, speaking of college sports too, I mean, and I don't want to name them because we'll miss a bunch, but we have a lot of folks in action. I know Kyle Gamble started last night for yep, Troy University against yep. UAB, and Jackson Bo, Green was in the Jackson starting Green lineup for second Florida State. Yeah, Bo Bonds is off to a good start at Chipola, and he signed with Louisiana Lafayette. Um, He's throwing really well. He strikes out like 14 per nine innings, something ridiculous like that. It's stupid. Um, so, yeah, man, got a lot of a lot of our kids. And I, like I said, I, we, I said I wasn't going to name them because yeah, we so, do. We'd but, again, this is kind of where we guys, we, we need your help. If, if well, Houston Morrell, I mean, if, of course, yeah, of course Oklahoma of course, State. Yeah. yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. Like, if, we, if we sit here and think oh, long God. enough, like, we're still going to end up forgetting people. So well, I haven't even named let, a softball player yet. Yeah, so, so let us know what, when, you know, <laughs> we're, we're, we're wrong, which we're plenty of Blakely, wrong. Blakely, Blakely Birch. Yes, is Marshall. Yeah. That, you yeah. talked about the Thunder and Herd, and that's what made me think about it was Blakely. <laughs> so, yeah, let us know if we're leaving anybody off the list. But, yeah, got plenty of great action. 
for college softball and baseball swanee related so that that's awesome to mm-hmm. see all of them getting back in action and yeah i mean everyone that we talk about you know i mean there's no shame even if they weren't starting but these are prominent role players oh yeah and i mean like houston was on started as a freshman he's preseason all big 12 yeah right? i mean jackson green's definitely doing his thing you know at shortstop they got him at second base now this year but, I mean, Evan Johnson at FAMU, that was yeah. a guy that we forgot to mention. Easy E. Yeah, so there, there's just a long list of players that have come through our programs that are now representing their college. So let us know if there's anybody that oh we forget. Oh, my God, we are going to get lambasted for yeah. forgetting people. So, well, hey, but then we'll know them all next week. And we'll yes, we will not make that mistake twice. I would just say, you know, I told you to bring your top five campfire songs. I want to ask you to name them because it's did. been two weeks ago. You brought them. What you got? Well, I have a, I have a list. Do you have a list? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I got now, a mental list. So now you said winter campfire. Winter song. campfire. Sitting around which, the winter which campfire. I mean, having a uh, uh, a Coca Cola classic. Yeah, course, Coca-Cola classic. Naturally, ice. Yeah, ice. Mm-hmm. Ice cold Coke. Ice cold Coke. So, you can put six packs of bleh, soda in there. Yeah. Milk, yogurt. <laughs> so I think. When when you say campfire, winter campfire, you're you're going for a certain vibe. That's right. right. You're trying you're trying to achieve mm-hmm. a certain thing. So yeah, there, man. Uh, there's just certain genres that are totally out. Yes. With, with that being yes. said, so I'm not too much of a of a country guy. Like, oh, I de- am. Definitely not like That's old country. Uh, so I, I'm gonna go a little new school country. Oh God. Which listen. which is which, not okay country music. okay. You stole my line. Here's the thing. That's probably why I like it because it's not what you guys it's consider bro country. country. That's yeah, bro, it's bro country. country. Okay. Yes. Well, I don't want to sit around. If you if you say Sam Hunt, I am no. going to shut down this podcast. No. no. Okay. No, no Sam. God. No Sam Hunt. No. Sam I Hunt. wrote a Sam Hunt song. <laughs> and my wife and I. I wrote a Sam Hunt song. Yeah. Yes. How? It is simple. You don't have to sing. You just talk. Well, I, I kind of feel that way about old school country. I like, told my wife. We were my, driving around the other day, and I said, because I, I, she likes Sam Hunt, which I don't understand. And so we're driving around live up the other day, and I was like, here, I'll write a Sam Hunt song right now. Hey, girl, see you walking out of Ken's Barbecue, headed over to that. <laughs> Save a lot. Going to buy you some Boston bud. I mean, yeah. there, Sam Hunt song. Oh, yeah. Put, put a little melody behind it. and yeah, I just did. Got, no, got, that was got, how it goes. You got a record deal. See, I think old school country, it's like... My dog died. My wife left me, and I'm just kind of sitting here on the front porch. I was sitting and in the Brown Landing the other it's night. A little, it's I thought maybe I should head on over to the Elks Lodge, but I didn't because I saw that red Saturn, are you that remember, red Ford Focus sitting. Are you in a the, member of the Elks? Sitting there playing bingo. What? I'm, are you a member of the Elks Lodge? I need. To, I've been meaning to join the Elks Lodge. For I like have a filled out application that I need to turn in, so you should definitely do that as well. Okay. You, you can use my father as a reference because you have to have two references. We will join. All right, we're getting off track. So. Starting off strong, I think. I hope you like this one, because if you don't like this one, then there's no way you're going to like the next four. Neon Moon. Oh, yeah. Neon Moon's okay. great. All right. Yeah, we're good. I, yeah. I had my wife help me a little bit. Yeah, Neon Moon's awesome. This, this is an all-time banger for me. Okay. Ne- I'm going to turn it up every time roll the windows down. Wagon Wheel, Darius Rucker. No, no. God, if you're going to do Wagon Wheel, it can't be the Darius Rucker nope. version. Nope. See, that's why. Nope, not here to have this. Uh, Dirt Road Anthem. Colt Ford. Okay. Colt I like Ford, that one. Yeah. I like that one. Met Colt Ford one time. Same here. Where'd you meet him at? Andrew Chapman, our esteemed AD here uh-huh. at Swanee Middle School, won a contest to spend a day with Colt Ford. And it was freezing. I mean, like sleeting rain. And Andrew took him fishing down at the coast, and he had to have been hating life. Wow. But then they came back for a cookout at Andrew's place, and I met him over there. Nice. He yeah. uh, he did a concert in Gainesville, and at UF, uh, 103.7 yeah. is actually on UF's campus. And he came up the elevator, and uh, I was trying to get onto the elevator. And boss man's large. Big guy. Big guy. Uh, so we could not share a hallway. Portly. So we could not share an elevator. So yeah. I said, hey, man. Why don't you cool take to this see you. Yeah. yeah. So... Go right. for it, Dirt Road Anthem. Okay. Uh, it's a great day to be alive. <laughs> okay, yeah. See, I, see yeah. I, I can feel you judging me, man. I feel like No, no, do, no, it's good. Uh, That's see, good. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a bro country. No, this is actual country. And this then, is 80s, 90s country. And then this is definitely going to be bro country. Dirt, Florida, Georgia line. Oh, God, I knew you were going to say Florida, Georgia line. I knew they were going to be in there. Yeah. That's so bad. Do I look like a Florida, Georgia line kind of guy? What? Do I look like a Florida, Georgia line kind of guy? You kind of have that look. You know, yeah. Frank Allen loves them, too, and I don't understand it. See, okay, all right. See, okay, so mine aren't going to be as fun, but I'm going to give the people something to go look up because when they go listen to this, they're going to be like, God dang, that's that's good country music right there. You know what I'm saying? I'm sitting here having my Should we make a Spotify playlist and, like, you know, I share it I have a out? Spotify playlist. It's oh, called well, Real Country. That's really? what it's called. That's what it's called. Okay, so number five. Okay, so number five I'm going to go with. So you actually have it in order, like number, like, like yeah, five oh, yeah, lowest, yeah, yeah. one. Yeah. Okay. Now, one and two are interchangeable. One A, one B. Yeah. 
Okay, so number five would be Southern Accents by the Steel Woods. Go check it out. Okay. Okay. Man, just share me your Spotify playlist. It's a Tom Petty remake, I believe. Yes. Okay. Go Gators. Yes. Now, the one that I really enjoy, and this is just me, and our former sponsor, Hillary Cannon, she'll appreciate this one because me and no, her she's still sponsors. are on the not, same. Not a yeah, I shouldn't yeah. say. Not this week's, but she and I are on the same wave, wavelength with this one is Van Morrison. I don't care which Van Morrison song you want. You can do Into the Mystic or These Are the Days. They're both really okay. top-notch. Number three is going to be Tyler Childers, White House Road. Ooh, okay, really that's a good, good one. I like that song. one, yeah. yeah. Okay, and two and one are both tough for me. I'm going to go with number two, Turnpike Troubadours, Good Lord Lori. Check it out. Okay. You'll enjoy it. Okay. Miranda Lambert screwed Turnpike Troubadours up. They broke up now because she is a, a careless vixen who just ruins people's lives. And then number one, and this dude is awesome because he sounds the exact same in concert that he does – on the radio, and that is Cody Jinks, somewhere in the middle. Check it out. Okay. Good stuff. Yeah, you have to share me the Spotify playlist. I just gave it to you right there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I can. Yeah, yeah, real country. Yeah, good stuff on there, man. Oh, there's more. We can do a lot more. Uncle Lucius, Keep the Wolves Away. Really good one. Top notch. Yeah, see. Cadillacs, uh, Cadillac 3, Whiskey Myers. I didn't even mention Whiskey Myers. So, I'll, so Only East Texas Nights. Okay. It's like a, it's the playlist for that Yellowstone show that I haven't seen yet, but I hear is great. <laughs> that's whiskey. That's all whiskey. Ryan Bingham. Oh my gosh! South Side of Heaven. Go check out South Side of Heaven. So by how Ryan much Bingham. of this would be different for summer? Because you said winter. How much of like what? Well, none for me. But you can mix in some other stuff in the summertime. Like you, there's a. I have a poolside playlist as well. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I can so, are you, so are you the house DJ? Oh yeah, I can get the party going. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. My wife's probably laughing right now, but no, I. I, I just I, I we need feel to have the energy. Verify on I that. feel the energy in the room. You okay. know what I'm saying? So yes. you, so, you, so you you play it out. If you have a chance, go listen to 1021 on a Sunday afternoon. Listen to the Red Dirt Country Radio Show with Justin Frizzell, sponsored by Nakota Boot Company out of Nakota, Texas, and you will really enjoy it. It's okay. awesome. Okay. All right. Yeah. So Hunter will share his Spotify playlist with me and all of us. Oh, you're gonna all thank of me. our bro country people. Are gonna people. Think, they're gonna be like, this is awesome. I'm just I'm just gonna like play it one night when my wife and I are making dinner yeah. and just not mention anything and she's just gonna mm-hmm. be like what who is who is in my husband's skin that's because right this is not she's gonna this love is not him oh my yeah, gosh she will love she will check it out all right well we've gone a little long today just talking about some nonsense so yeah yeah man we're gonna stay with us if you're still here yeah if you if you are have not quit yet the payoffs coming up because you get to listen to the state champ Swanee Lady Dog weightlifting team so we'll get into the interview now and we will leave you alone but until next time go dogs go dogs. Sons of Swanee Sportscast, this week's interview is not really an interview. The champs are in the house. <laughs> Welcome, ladies, to the lair. The lair. Hi. The, the, secret, Hi. Lair. the secret lair. So going around the room, we have with us today Maddie Marcy, Maddie Cart, Coach Brittany Shear, Ashlyn Henry, and Tyra Callendike. Guys, before we get into it, first of all, just congratulations on the win. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah, Thank congratulations, you. big time. So we've talked about you guys several times on our podcast, and each time... You know, it was just building and building and building up to the state uh, meet. And I guess when you got there, was it, and when when it was, you know, it was out there, you knew you were going to win, was it just a sense of, okay, we finally done it? Was it a sense of relief? Kind of what was your mindset when that happened? Well, I was on Maddie Cart's platform, and she had <laughs> to hit her second lift to win, like, as a team. And I knew we had it won when she hit her second, but then when she hit her third, to secure like the top three spot, I was crying. I was so happy. You can see it in the picture. I was, I was, and I was going to ask you about that. And it's hard because we got Maddie and Maddie, so <laughs> right next to each other. Yeah. So, <laughs> so Maddie, Maddie, Maddie with a D. Um, you know, you the rest of the guys they went early in the day, so mm-hmm. you were the one later in the day, and so with that came, I guess. I don't know if you want to call it pressure, but it was. Yeah, no pressure, but everyone's going to watch it. <laughs> it was. I mean, you know, you were watching Carson in the in the on one platform, then you're everybody shifting to you on the other. So, was there a sense, or do you think it helped you that did it help help you or hurt you that you knew, man, this kind of comes down to me right now? Well, at the time, I actually didn't really know it was going to come down to me. I didn't know until after I made my 170 lift that it came down to my second lift to secure my spot at third to get us the amount of points we needed to win but this sense of relief just like it felt like weight got lifted off my chest i was like i just did that oh my gosh okay i like how she did that weight lifted off That's you right. know i mean you, yeah. you pick it up and you, you let it go so it's, felt like i could finally breathe like that morning i'm like yeah oh my gosh this is state this is state and then like after i hit it i was like 
okay, I can breathe now. <laughs> right. So before Clean and Jerks even started, Brittany already had me like pulling up numbers, looking at stuff. She's like, what do they have to get? What do they have to get? I'm like, Brittany, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> and so, so finally, I mean, maybe five minutes of me like looking at numbers, looking at what people have lifted last week, like trying to figure everything out. I went back into the weight room and Maddie was back there warming up. And I was like, Maddie, you have to get your second lift. I was like, I was like if you get that, we win. And I went over to Autumn. I was like, Autumn, you have to beat this girl. If you beat this girl, we win. Like, and so whenever I was watching all of that play out in the actual meet, like, I, just like Maddie said, like I started bawling my eyes out. Like I'm like, okay, Maddie just did her job. So that was a really cool experience to see too. Well, that's kind of funny because like I asked Dad and Brittany, hey, what it, Coach Shira, I asked them like, hey, what do I? <laughs> is there anything that I can help y'all with? Do you want to help try or anything? And they both looked at me and said. Distract Maddie Carr. So like, oh, no. I was like, Great. do not talk anything weightlifting. Talk about what you're going to do this weekend. Anything else. Just not weightlifting. Maddie, both Maddies did their job. Everybody <laughs> kept asking me what was wrong with me that day, and I have a really bad, like, I don't know. And, like, I have a really bad like facial expressions when I'm like concentrated. It looks like I'm mad at somebody, and every and, and like every ten minutes, everybody's like, "Are you okay? Are you okay?" I'm like, "I'm fine." And they're like, "I'm like just concentrated. There's nothing wrong with me." And everybody's like, "Are you okay?" I think everybody else was not okay, so they were <laughs> yeah. all like, "Are you okay?" <laughs> I'm, sitting there, I'm sitting there like this. Well, I I'll say another thing, Maddie. Literally in practice, you're the one person that you could get. I mean, you could lift the bar, and you're like, yes, I yeah, let's go. Like, like, I always tell that to Brittany, like, that you just make everything better because, I mean, everything could be screwed up, but if you do one thing good, like, the whole world is going good. And so, so just, like, seeing that from the weight room into the actual me and you being, like, calm, I think that's why everybody was, like, worried about you because you weren't, you're crazy. <laughs> like, so I guess... When you get there, and, and we've talked about this on our podcast, how this is different than any other sport because every other sport you have to play it. You know, you can look at numbers, but you have to go play the game. Well, weightlifting, you kind of have an idea before you go in right. who's going to be the competition, who's not. So, Tyra, I'll ask you this. Before that, knowing that you probably were the favorite, would you say that added pressure or did that add excitement? Um, for me, I'd say it definitely added excitement. Um, at first, it was, like, pressure – and then I was like, no, I can't think like that because then it's just going to put me down more than what I could actually do. So I started, I actually started a weightlifting page to like take my mind off of things. And like a lot of people have like just lifting pages and stuff like that. So I started posting things and that really like took my mind off things. I also like look at other people like Ashlyn, Maddie, and the other Maddie. <laughs> um, but um, it definitely like relieved me mm -hmm. yeah that's good so when I saw you afterward because I didn't make it to the early session and you know you won state last year as an individual but the team I won't I don't want to say didn't meet our goals but maybe didn't lift as well as we thought we would at state but this year when I saw you afterwards I was like hey that a girl and you'd won your state title and you're like yeah thanks was it just <laughs> was that I mean was it just kind of like man I just came and I did what I was supposed to do so I knew it was coming or was it still just as exciting as the first time around Honestly, I think that this time winning was a lot more exciting because I was the first ever last year, but it made it even, like, more special. Like, I did that twice this year. Mm -hmm. So I think this year was more rewarding, especially because we won as a team. But I think when I talked to you, I was so focused on, like, we just won as a team. I was like, oh, yeah, I won. <laughs> <laughs> right. and, and talking about last year compared to this year, last year you guys had to go on the road and everything. You got got a chance to host it this year what difference did that make like in your mentality like because uh, something we talked about was they, they're going to know the gym they're going to know the routine they're going to know where everything is where when you're on the road you might not have that luxury what was that like for a mindset purpose for just everybody around the room we get there and then we get to the hotel or the condo and then we have to sit there and be all mad <laughs> not everyone but uh <laughs> sit there mad you know you're just sitting there and then you have to you have to wait a whole day, which that was new this year that we got to weigh in the night before, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. So usually you sit there, you wait the whole night, and then you have to get up early the next morning. And usually it's freezing cold. Mm -hmm. So we're all standing outside freezing cold, and they will not let us in. And we have to wait, have to make sure everyone makes weight. And after, you don't get like... Yeah, it's not really like, oh, it's over. Right. Because you're like, 
you're you're not at your school. Like at our school, mm -hmm. we got to weigh the night before. I get to after I weigh, I get to go to whatever. I, wherever I want to go, and then I get to go home to my bed, mm -hmm. my bed, mm -hmm. not to a hotel bed, not anywhere else. I get to go to my bed in my home, in the comfort of my house, <laughs> and it was so nice. And then you get to wake up the next morning, and you're not eating hotel breakfast. You're not eating at IHOP. Right. You're eating a home-cooked meal somewhere you want to go, anything. You and I both know Lorita Hunter is not cooking anything. Okay. Right <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, you might not whip up for you. <laughs> okay, we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> we don't need to get her in trouble. She's got to go, go back home. <laughs> um, but just the comfort of being home and knowing that you have, like, your community behind you and everyone standing beside you, I love the aspect of that. Well, I don't know that I could agree on all of those things. My family is pretty superstitious. So Travis Henry was freaking out that for once in his life, he wasn't with Loretta Hunter, um, that Tyra wasn't sleeping with Ashlyn, this wasn't a normal state meet. They were a bit superstitious about that. So yes, getting to sleep in my own bed and eating a home-cooked meal because mom loves to cook, makes good food. So I got a beautiful breakfast the next morning, and that was all great. But I will say, I was a bit sketched out, like, okay, I'm not sleeping with Tyra, things are changing like we're not by the beach like so that I mean there were nerves being that it was different but once we got in the setting of our own gym although it was big and it was state it was calming too because this is the same spot I've lifted in for the past three years like the 101 platform doesn't move so yeah. that's the exact yeah. same place that I've lifted at districts regionals everything for the past three years so that was very calming to not have to change something right Right, I've lifted my biggest lifts there, my worst lifts there. I'm comfortable there. And so that was a really cool experience to have my last lift there. Awesome. Maddie's, Maddie squared. <laughs> well, this being my first ever state meet, I feel like being in the high school, uh, being in our own gym was what helped. I mean, all of us get through our lifts, those last lifts, trying to qualify, trying to place. And knowing I was standing at second or third going into the meet, I was like, I've got to make my lifts in order to make sure that my placing gets the enough amount of points for the team to place mm -hmm. because I was like, I want to get where I want to be for the team. Mm -hmm. So I was going in there, I've got to get third. I've got to at least get third. Mm -hmm. So being in the gym just definitely helped being my first year competing at state. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I was kind of, a, I was very upset about it at first. I tried to talk dad and don't put the bid in. I, let, let's make a trip out of it. Let's get our Dave and Busters that we always get. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> Once we actually got there, I was like, dang, it feels cool to be like these Arnold girls. I get to walk around wherever I want to go. <laughs> so it was pretty nice once I actually got there and saw, like, the same thing I do every day. Yeah. So, Coach Shearer, I'll ask you this. Um, you know, we broke it down and looked at everything. And, well, we screwed up, number one, because we're sitting here talking about Baker, Baker County, County for two weeks. <laughs> Yeah. And you know what's funny? So Baker Baker High, which is in the family of Baker Gators, they are always really good in football. And their mm -hmm. football coach's name is Matt Brunson. And Matt Brunson is the brother of Miss Menhennet from the high school, which is kind of neat. But um, so when we figured out it was the Baker Gators, I'm in there because I saw Coach McDonald from Baker County. And I go up and I'm like, hey, man, you got a shot today? And he's like, at what? <laughs> He's like, no, nah, man, we'll be here tomorrow. And so I was like, God bless T. I take a seat. Yeah, he's like, we're idiots. We talked about Baker County for like three weeks now about yeah. them being the main competition, and they're not even yes, here. Yes, the like, girl that got second in my weight class was from Baker. So every time y'all kept saying Baker County, I'm yeah. like, oh, my yeah, gosh. <laughs> Good to know you're listening yeah. to that. Yeah. Always. But you can so, tweet at us and let us know we're wrong. <laughs> and we wondered, you know, were people holding back in other regions? Were yeah. we going to see any surprises? And I think we did. Yeah. And seeing how strong Alpha came on, which mm -hmm. TJ and I talked about that too. Alpha's the size of this room. Right. But by God, they lift weights and always yes. have. And so did it play out the way you thought or was it a little bit more nerve-wracking in the end? It was way more nerve-wracking than I thought. Not than I thought it was going to be. So when you break the numbers down from regions, it's like we're going to win big. But in my head, I'm like, you're not going to win big, Brittany. Like, people are going to show up to compete that day. And we knew, Alpha lifted with us in our region, and we knew that uh, 
like Sophia won regionals, but mm-hmm. we knew that that girl had more in her, you know. And so there was just different spots that out there that we were like, we know she has more. We know she has more. So we knew they were going to come to come to play, I guess. Um, but I even told Dan, I was like, oh, I knew it was going to be stressful, but like I'm stressed, <laughs> like I'm worried. <laughs> and like Maddie Cart did great, and if there's someone that I want to be like, all right, like I'm putting it on your back, you know, like it's you, mm-hmm. like she, she's it. She's a good one. But usually your first year at state, you crumble, like, yeah. right? Like oh, you don't do well. <laughs> and so Second the year. only hope that, not the only hope, but like knowing that we would be at home, I knew she was going to be fine because I was like, it's going to be her people. It's going to be the same, you know? And so like, I was a little more at ease saying, all right, Maddie, like, we didn't actually say that, but in my head, I'm like, she's got it because we're here and it's fine. But yeah, it was, it was more nerve wracking than I thought it was going to be. She's a lot better in a competitive setting. Like, yes. Oh, yes. The day before meets, she won't even hit her openers, but then when she gets in a meet, she hits PR. She's a gamer. That's so true. I'm okay. so competitive. It's so bad. It is so bad. Oh, that's, that's great. great. <laughs> Every day in class, I work out, me and Maddie work out work out at the same platform in class. Maddie and Cart. Maddie Cart, yes. <laughs> um, she'll. She misses a lot of lifts. Like, I don't mean that in a bad way, but she misses, like, a lot of lifts. And she'll be like, oh, today's just not my day. I hate today. And I'm like, okay. But, but then, day? like, the meet day, it's, like, a whole different Maddie Cart. It's always the week of a big meet, though. Like, when we had to compete over the summer at the meet, it was, like, the week before, I was absolutely awful. And Terrible. then when we got to the meet, I hit all my lifts. Yeah. It was, it's weird. Just a competitor. So I don't know if you guys were aware of this. You may have read it. You know, this was the first team state title for Swanee in 20 years. So the last time we won anything, it was the 2001 boys state track title. this is the first women's. This is the first women's. That's where I was going next. So Ash, as a senior, how does it feel to to know it can't be replicated? This was the first in Swanee history. Yeah, um, so this was really exciting for me as a senior. You know, our first year is also – going to be my last year but the coolest thing isn't that this is going to be the first it's that it's not going to be the last you know I look at these girls and they get to come back next year and I see what we have coming into the high school mm-hmm. and that makes me even more excited than just winning one state championship it's that we've got a chance to do this again and I know that I helped build this program so it even makes me grateful to go back and look at Ashley Robinson Emily Cannon some of these girls that didn't win a state championship but helped build what did sure. so so it's cool for this to be my last year, but I'm just excited to watch what happens in the years coming. So, yeah, oh, that was absolutely. exciting. And, you, and we talked about that while we were while we were there. Um, I can remember standing next to SRO Clark, Deputy Clark, and we were talking. I'm just like, dude. I mean, you look at what's coming back. Right. And I know, and I and I hate to bring it up, but I know for you, there's some extra motivation going into next year. So, how much is that <laughs> going to drive you this summer? You think, or in the off season? <laughs> um, I think it'll drive me a lot. I really do. Um. I was already really driven before, like I said, like I was trying to keep myself calm and I, I did a lot of things, um, but I do think that I will have a lot more drive this year. I, I feel like I, everyone, uh, came up to me like after they're like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm okay. (laughs) And I'm not really an emotional person. So like everyone seeing me like that, it wasn't really my thing. And I I really couldn't be mad. Like, I wanted to be mad so bad. And Coach here, she was, like, mad for me. <laughs> I just can't. <laughs> I just couldn't be mad. I don't know why. Like, I was happy for myself. I wasn't satisfied, but I did what I thought. We did what we thought was best. Well, and, and, and that's where I was going to go because I walk into the gym and I go up <laughs> and I'm like, and I go behind Coach here and I'm like, hey, how we doing? She said, not a good time, Hunt. <laughs> and so for those who don't know, what had happened was Tyra was in a um, was competing against Evie Pitts from Brantford, and Evie had missed her second clean at 180. And so when you miss your – or I'm sorry, her first clean at 180. And so when you miss a clean at that weight, you know, you're feeling pretty good. So Tyra hits her clean, and Evie Pitts, to tie her, had to hit 195 on her final clean, which she has not done all year which you do not expect someone to make a 15-pound jump after missing 180, and she hit it. And so due to the fact that she weighed less than Tyra, 
she gets the title, which is a weird rule to me, but that's the second time for Swanee that that's happened. For Abram Anderson a few years yep. ago, same thing. Um, so while you tie for first, you get the silver medal. And so, yeah, Brittany said not, and she was upset about it, but I agree with you guys. I don't know what else you can do. You just make the best call you can make, and you. you it's one of those things that, I mean, obviously in the moment I was like, why didn't you make her do more? She she has way more in her, you know? But it's it's one of those things that, no, like, with the information that we had, I would make the same call again. Because, like, we both looked at each other, and we were both like, all right, 180, like, let's do it. Like, there was no question, let's do it. Like, we, we think this is going to seal the deal for us. And it didn't. And so after she got done lifting, Evie was about to go up, and I went up to her, and I said, look at me. If Evie hits 195, we we can't be upset. I didn't think she was going to hit 195 <laughs> when I said that. I mean, right. it's just but, service. <laughs> right, but but seriously, like you can't yeah. you can't fault the girl. Like she had a great day and she came back and so it was tough. But I mean, proud of Tyra anyway. Well, at the end of the day, you get what you came for. Right. Y'all get a ring. We all Absolutely. you get the first state women's state title in Swanee history and the first in 20 years. And so. Y'all have much to be proud of, and I know the community is very proud of you, and so we appreciate you guys being here and, and keep on rocking on. And so I guess to wrap it up for me, um, what's the goal for next year? Gold. <laughs> that girl from the bell is gold. I'm going for gold. I want the three-peat. Yeah, yes. yes. Yeah. yeah, we talked about that, Maddie. Is The, the young lady from the bell came in 110 pounds above anybody <laughs> I else. I was like, so. Like oh TJ gosh. said, if she, wake, if she wakes up that morning, yeah, she's, <laughs> she's, 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 she's blinking. She's going to get it. Yeah, uh, well, guys, we appreciate y'all being with us, and um, man, just keep on doing what you're doing, and go dogs. Yes, thank y'all so thank much. You. Thank, thank you. you. Congratulations.